go. We are uh, we are live, everybody. Live. Fix all my gear up here. All right, we're live. It's Rob Scary's Rob Scary Show. Welcome to the program. Evening, my friends. Evening. All of my we have so many hookups now. We have we're on Spreaker, we're on the Blog Talk, we're on the iTunes, we're on the iHeartRadio, we're on Periscope, we're everywhere. So hello to whoever and wherever you are listening to the program. It is the let's see, uh what is it, the sixth? Sixth of January. Dun- and of course, all sorts of uh, news breaking today. Uh, let's start with another failure by the FBI. I call it a failure by the FBI. I know it's not being uh, played up that way in the media, but I consider it a failure when somebody communicates with law enforcement. He says, I'm crazy. I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing ISIS voices. I'm, he- I'm just, I'm hearing bad things. And law enforcement, the FBI, hands the individual over to Anchorage police, who then take the individual to a hospital for evaluation. And after all of this, the individual months later gets on an airplane and then shoots everybody in a baggage claim terminal. I would say that is a failure on the FBI and on local police up in Anchorage, Alaska. And this is not the first time this has happened. It's not the first time this has happened in this past two years, three years, four years. And yet, when someone talks about intel... The intelligence community, Russian hacking, wanting Hillary Clinton to lose. And if you dare question, just dare to question, you're called, uh, you know, a crackpot, a traitor, every name in the book. And yet the same intelligence community because we're talking about the FBI here once again had a killer in their midst now I know what some of you are going to say well Rob this Santiago didn't do anything how do you arrest somebody if they haven't done anything well You could put somebody under surveillance, okay? 
you can alert different authorities. There are things you can do. When somebody walks into your field office and says, uh, I'm hearing things, man. I'm hearing things. ISIS is talking to me. I, really? Okay. I heard one of these liberal douchebags on CNN, because this is the new favorite talking point, when they say, he could have said Jesus Christ. He could have said what? Then what? Well, listen. Jesus Christ right now is not in a war with the West. Sorry. Right now, we're not fighting radical Jesus Christ. We're not. This isn't the Crusades. We're not fighting radical Jesus Christ. We're fighting ISIS. Regardless, okay? Regardless. If anybody walks into the FBI, the police, anywhere, and if they are part of the military, Think about that. Think about that. They're part of the military. Someone walks in and they're like, hey, man, I'm crazy. I'm going nuts. For no one to watch that person. We've had this conversation as it pertained to the Pulse nightclub shooting. The FBI interviewed that guy twice. And I've had people go, whoa, are they going to arrest him? No. Put him under surveillance. Okay? Put him under surveillance. New York City wiped the entire mafia out. Matter of fact, there, there, there literally is no mafia left in the United States. Yeah, sure, in some cracks and crevices. But for the most part, the mafia is gone. Why? Because the FBI, the federal government, implored thousands of agents to monitor and watch thousands of bookmakers, loan sharks, you know, low-level criminal stuff, low-level Italian gangster mafia stuff. You can't have one person tracking a guy who says, I'm hearing voices from ISIS. I'm thinking about, you know, maybe hmm, maybe we should, I don't know, get one of the field officers in Anchorage, Alaska to monitor this guy. It's not like they're doing a lot of stuff in Anchorage, Alaska. It's just like the Pulse nightclub. Twice the FBI interviewed Mateen, whatever his name was. It was like, yeah, he's kind of sketchy, but he hasn't done anything. And we don't have the manpower. What do you mean you don't have the manpower? Stop it. Just stop it. You, you got manpower to go after people that grow weed, okay? You got the manpower... <laughs> to go after bookmakers 
You got the manpower to go after people that commit insurance fraud. You don't have the manpower to go after somebody that's posting stuff online about ISIS. You don't have manpower to keep an eye out for somebody who walks into your field office, a military officer. It's like, hey, I'm feeling crazy. And they take him to the hospital. The FBI's like, ah, this guy's crazy. Hey, Anchorage police. You have him. And they take the guy to the hospital. And then he gets out and they're like, hey, have fun. And he's just rolling around, guns. <laughs> What's going on? I, 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 like, I Like I've said before, I, I don't remember a time. I was talking to my mom earlier today. My mom's, like I've said before on this show about my parents, super liberals. And especially now, I, I could get into an argument with them. To, well, even my mom goes, it's hard to talk to you. You get so defensive. I don't like to be lectured. I go, mom, I'm not lecturing you. But you're giving me these talking points from the left. And I hear it all day. There, there's not a channel you can't just rather it's CNBC, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS. They're all liberal talking heads. Washington Post, New York Times. It's, it, so it, it's not a matter of getting defensive. It's just trying to state a different fact, a real fact. You're giving me propaganda you're giving me propaganda that George Stephanopoulos is spewing I don't listen to George Stephanopoulos I go okay Anderson Cooper Don Lemon oh don't attack my gays (laughs) my mom goes don't attack my gays I love Don Lemon I love him he's so adorable okay I get it I get it. I get it. But it's like, man, I don't remember a time when we've had so many people fall through the cracks. And and, and I and I and I don't know if it's I, I definitely know it's Obama as far as the whole terrorist thing goes. Like you know, you, don't, you, you can't put pressure on Muslims too hard because you're an Islamophobe and that whole thing. But as it pertains to just regular citizens, when did this switch happen to where you can't put people under surveillance? You, you, you can't keep your eyes on people. When, when did that happen? I, I don't get it. And it's not giving up civil liberties. You know, you always hear from people, oh, you don't want to be a police state. We don't want to lose our freedoms because of, you know, things that really you can't prevent. It's just part of nature. But I don't know. The whole thing of losing civil liberties 
by keeping an eye on somebody who walks into an FBI field office and goes, I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing ISIS. Oh, okay. You're hearing ISIS. You're hearing voices. You know what? We're going to put you on the, we're going to watch out for you list. Forget the no-fly list. I heard people go, how could he have a gun? Yeah, how could he have a gun? How could he just not? Uh, he should be tracked. Anytime somebody walks in to a building that houses police, <laughs> mall cops. Listen, if you walk in to, to uh, the mall and, you're, and, and, and you go to a mall cop and you're like, hey, man, I just want to tell you I'm a klepto and I'm feeling the urge to steal stuff. So I'm just the minute you walk out of there, that mall cop is going to follow you. He's going to be like, I got to watch this guy. He just told me that he wants to steal stuff. That, that, that mall cop, a mall cop would be following that guy around. Ooh, let me watch him. The minute you tell authorities you're, you're feeling the itch to do some bad stuff, you should be under surveillance forever, especially in Anchorage, Alaska. There's nothing going on in Alaska. We even made jokes months ago about the FBI and the whole Comey, uh, you know, to indict Hillary, to not indict Hillary, and the internal struggles that are going on in the FBI. And I even made the joke where the Hillary people were telling uh, different FBI agents, you know, through back channels, hey, you guys better do right. Or you're going to be working in Anchorage, Alaska somewhere. And here we're talking about Anchorage, Alaska. I mean, the guy went to the FBI field office and said the intelligence agencies in wherever are telling him to watch ISIS videos. Not Jesus Christ videos, not Santa Claus videos, ISIS. We are at war with ISIS. Okay? There's a red flag. The FBI hand him over to the Anchorage police. The Anchorage police send him to a mental hospital or a hospital for evaluation. He gets out. And everybody forgets about him. Everybody forgets about Santiago. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Seriously, why? If we can employ 20 or 30 federal agents and local police in the city of Glendale, to go after Armenians who are committing health care fraud by, like, double-billing Blue Cross and Blue Shield. If, if we can have 20 field agents sitting in cars, following different Armenians to their 
cell phone huts and cigarette businesses and seeing how they're laundering money. I mean, if, if we could do that, we can't have one person in Anchorage, Alaska tracking the movements of Esteban Santiago and notifying different authorities or even just notifying someone, hey, maybe this guy shouldn't have a gun. And that's not an NRA thing. Okay, guys, don't give me this whole, well, the NRA would block that. No, no. Listen, somebody's walking into the FBI field office and saying they're hearing voices, talking about ISIS. And then from that point forward, they're rolling around with guns. The NRA's not going to say, that guy should have a gun. Stop. Okay? And this goes back to my original tweet. How can anybody say, you must believe everything the intelligence community tells us? Why? Rather, it was the Pulse nightclub. Hell, the San Bernardino killers were on some form of radar. At least the girlfriend was or the wife was. Yeah, officials knew she had traveled, uh, uh, you know, back and forth or the boyfriend back and forth. It wasn't like they were just strangers. Hell, the last attack in uh, uh, Brussels there, Berlin. He was on the radar. So all those attacks that have just happened in Europe recently, all those people were on the radar. The one guy was on the U.S. no-fly list. So our intelligence community knew that guy was a bad dude and not to let him get on an airplane to come here, but not bad enough to be under surveillance or at least where people knew where he was. It's just insane. Just insane. And I don't remember ever. Now, I'm only 43, okay? I'm only 43. I'm not some old, <laughs> some old Republican conservative jerk-off. I don't ever remember a time where there were so many things that fell through the cracks. I don't ever. I remember a time when stuff happened. It literally was something that just happened out of the blue. I remember a time there were never red flags. There, there were never things where people had talked to FBI or talked to police. It was always, this person was the model citizen. This person was uh, an altar boy. This, he just snapped. I always remember that. The term, he went postal. Some of you don't remember, but back in the 80s, You had, like, post office workers going cuckoo. And they're sitting there doing their packages. The lines got too long. And all of a sudden, they're like, ah, I'm going to kill everybody. And they pull out a gun and start shooting the place. That is where the term going postal came from. I don't ever remember back then 
Yeah, the FBI met with Bob Johnson, Postmaster General, on three different occasions. It was always just happened. But it seems like under the Obama administration, all of these things that have been occurring, I'm not saying every single one, but a good amount, people have been interviewed by local police or the FBI. Remember the Fort Hood shooter? I mean, he 100% was on the radar. They, they knew his, his, his radical tie. They knew things he was saying. I mean, they didn't know what to do in the sense of being called Islamophobic. So I, I just don't remember. I, I don't remember a time where we've had so many of these incidences and these people have been known either from the FBI or from local authorities. Just known. Just known. As soon as this happened, I mean, the, 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 again, I, for the guy to be armed and, and, and just be doing what he's doing after he's already went into a police uh, station and an FBI headquarters and said, hey, I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm nuts. Hey, he gets on an airplane. Yeah, I like to check my gun in. Yes. Here you go. Thank you very much. Just bizarre. And nobody's talking about that. It's, it's you know, oh, the, the, the authority, they acted good, and what do we do? And Nobody's like, hey, the intelligence community failed us. The same intelligence community that we're being told is 100% perfect, 100% accurate, and damn it, Vladimir Putin wanted Donald Trump to win. Well, Donald Trump wasn't running in 2015. I mean, he, he was like a blip. Did, did they want... Well, 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 after, after, after it was known that he could be the nominee. Then they, oh, okay. But they were hacking in 2015. What was that about? Well, uh, of course, I get it. I, I get it. Okay. What, you don't believe the intelligence community? No. No. No, it's very partisan. <laughs> you know, it's very partisan. All of these people were set to keep their jobs for the next four years. James Clapper was set to keep his job for the next... All of these guys were set to keep their jobs for the next four years. They were all banking on Hillary Clinton to win. Now, we'll get to the 
report in a bit. But again, I think it all ties in. Because you're talking about the intelligence community. Talking about the intelligence community. Talking about the FBI having knowledge of this individual before the shooting today. That is an intelligence failure. So when we talk about the intelligence community having failures, people can't just go to Iraq and say weapons of mass destruction, since that intelligence failure, since the intelligence community went through an overhaul, everything's been perfect. Everything's been great. Everything's been spot on. Well, what about all of these other breakdowns in the intelligence community? What about all these other, because that's all part of the same intelligence community. If you want to be technical, seems like the FBI, seems like the FBI is a big cluster F of incompetence. I mean, if you, if you really, every single one of these attacks has the FBI all over it. This one, the FBI was involved. Pulse Nightclub. The FBI was involved. San Bernardino. The FBI was involved. The FBI was involved in all of these. The hacking of the Podesta and Clinton emails. The FBI was involved. Hillary Clinton and her private server. The FBI was involved. It's like every problem, every issue, the FBI's been involved. And not in a good way. And what the hell's going on with the FBI? I mean, are they that inept? Seriously, are they that inept? Because it sure seems like it. And they are part of the intelligence community. They're part of that community that when you say, I don't believe this, I, I don't believe this, 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 this Putin hacking thing. I don't, be, you know, I don't believe, oh, what are you kidding me? The intelligence community, they're flawed. No, no, this, it's, a, this is just crazy. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. And I know the media is kind of pissed off because yesterday they had to cover the floor uh, black uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter sympathizers beating the hell out of the uh, the white retarded kid. That stepped on what they wanted to do as far as the Russian hacking. Because now today the full-blown narrative is, and I quote, wait a minute, I got, I got, the, I got the, let me see if I got it, uh, if, I, if I can quote it. Vladimir Putin ordered an influence campaign 
aimed at helping Donald Trump win. He ordered, he ordered, Vladimir Putin sat there and went, you, go out there and make sure Donald Trump wins. So, yesterday, remember, yesterday, this secret intel report, this, this, this report that hadn't gone to Trump yet, managed to get to NBC. Somehow, NBC got this report. It was leaked to NBC. An anonymous, an anonymous person with a connection to the investigation leaked the report. I mean, just right out of the gate, super sketchy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, all right. We get it. Okay. Sure. Got it. Like, this isn't all a big partisan, uh, you know, a big partisan game. So when that came out yesterday, uh, the four black domestic terrorists, hate crime, just animals, kind of clouded their narrative. Like, they had to share it. It was like, oh, And now today, the report comes out, which is really just what Democrats have been saying for the last, well, since Hillary lost. And now it's on a piece of paper and has James Clapper's signature on it. And now they could go, see, see, see. Yeah, we, okay, we get it. We get it. We get it. Hillary, we get it. Hillary would have won. We get it. Hillary would have won. She, she had it all won. She had it all won. It, it, it was hers. It was hers. And then Putin was like, oh, no, Hillary's going to win. Look, okay, we got to ramp up the fake news. Oh, we got to wreck. Okay, we get it. But that story got shared with the attack today. And now we go into the weekend. And traditionally, the weekend, everybody kind of goes, ah, I'm not going to pay attention to the news. I'm going to watch the playoffs. I'm going to watch the playoffs. Can the Raiders pull it up? So the media is super pissed. They are beyond pissed. They're like, okay, how do we get out of this? How do we rush this attack out? How do we get this out? Okay, mental health issues, mental health issues. All right, that's what it is. Just uh, another crazy guy. All right, let's move on. Another crazy guy that was interviewed by the FBI and let go. (laughs) Another guy that said, hi, I want to kill people. I know my my liberal friends are going, Rob, he didn't say that. Okay, he didn't say that. He he said, ISIS wants me to watch videos. (laughs) Either way, 
either way, that guy should have been on the radar, like real radar, like the type of radar that bookmakers get put under. When somebody calls the FBI and says, hey, you know, there's this illegal bookmaking operation going on. Joey Socks, he's got a bookmaking operation. Oh, okay, we'll be right there. And before you know it, there's, uh, <laughs> there's, there's 10 FBI agents. All right, now you go and you make that $50 bet on the Oakland Raiders. All right, you go do that. It's 24-hour surveillance. Everything else, no surveillance. Hi, I'm thinking about joining ISIS. So, oh, oh, that, you know what? Go to the hospital, have them check you out. You know, like when these reporters are asking the questions and all these pundits are pontificating with Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper and Jim Shudo, does anybody say, hey, did the FBI ever follow up with Anchorage police in the hospital as to the person that came to them and said, oh, ISIS is talking to me. I'm of ISIS videos, ISIS, ISIS. Did anybody from the FBI follow up with the Anchorage police in the hospital as to what happened to that guy? I'd be asking that question. I'd be like, excuse me. How you doing? I'm Special Agent Johnson. This is my other, uh, uh, this is my partner, Johnson. No relations. Uh, what happened with that guy we gave to you about a month ago talking about ISIS? Do you, what? You, oh, you don't know? What, uh, no? What, do you know what happened? Oh, you don't know what happened to him. You just, he, what, he... The, the the hospital said he was he was good to go, so that's it. Well, what was wrong with him? You don't know. No, no one knows anything. No one knows anything. Oh, it was Putin. Putin did that. They okay. We get it. <laughs> we get okay. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. No one asked them. No, no, no. Shudo, none of them. None of them. Hey, was there any follow-up from the FBI as to Santiago? Nothing. I mean, it's Anchorage, Alaska. It's not Los Angeles, California. It's not New York City. It's not, we have a huge city. We got tens of millions of people that live here. We can't, what? It's effing Alaska. F in Alaska, okay? Like, like 12 people live there, and that includes the Palin family. It's Alaska. I mean, you would think putting a tail on this guy, keeping tabs on this guy, would, would, would be welcomed. Like, it would give them something to do. You would think the FBI field office would be like, hey, man, let's just watch this guy. Give us something to do. I'm getting bored of just watching Ellen all day in The View and playing with my junk. 
yeah, let me do something. I'm going to follow the guy. F it. I'm just going to watch him, see what happens. It's Alaska. It's Alaska, for Christ's sakes. It's Alaska. Okay? It's Alaska. Now, listen, I had somebody say, and this is the same country where Americans get all up in arms over individuals listening to calls. Listen, I'm one of those people that had no problem because they weren't listening to everybody's calls. They weren't listening to my grandmother's phone call, okay? If you were somebody that was sketchy, If you were somebody that was on the radar and they could go to a FISA court and pop in and out, so be it. Okay? So be it. It's really not a slippery slope. And it's easy for some of us to sit there and go, Hey, you know, the listening, the phone calls. I'll tell you this. Should you get caught in the crossfire of one of these attacks? You'll be one of the first people to go, what? We need to stop that. We need. And that's what happens. That's what happens. It's just like the whole gay marriage thing. When somebody goes, how did you change your mind on gay marriage? Well, my son came out to me. My son said, Daddy, I just wanted to tell you, I love taking balls to the chin. And that doesn't mean when I'm catching on baseball team. And that made me go, gee, if my son is a homosexual, then I shouldn't be. It's it's the same concept. So you could sit there and go, oh, wow, the listening. And then if we got to track people, what's next? Yeah. And you're sitting there at the carousel waiting to get your luggage. And this jack off shoots you in the head or shoots your wife in the head. And then you're like, you know what? Why wasn't anybody tracking this guy? Well, we don't want to trample on your civil liberties. Well, you know what? In this aspect, I'd like my civil liberties trampled because I would prefer my wife not to be effing dead. Okay? I'd prefer not to be scooping her brains up off the floor. That's how it is with every issue. Listen. I used to be a bleeding heart liberal. I I used to be Mr. Oh, abortion. What's wrong with abortion? Abortion kill. Ah, Who cares? Until my girl got pregnant. And as I went to the doctor and I saw the heartbeat and I, you know, got into the whole thing and I went, you mean women have abortions at this stage? And the doctor's like, oh, well, I go, wait, 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 wait. You mean women come in and get an abortion? That, that could live right now. Right now, that child could live. Yeah. 
You mean women get that's wrong? And then you go, that's wrong. Or, or at least, why the hell is my tax dollars paying for that? That's horrible. Well, you're for the death penalty, aren't you? No, I'm not for the death penalty. Well, why is that? Because I think it's more torture to put somebody in 24-hour lockdown for the next 80 years of their life than giving them the quick, easy way out, which is death. If you did a crime that warrants getting the death penalty, you should have to live that crime 80 years and sitting in a box for 80 years or 60 years or 50 years is pure effing torture. So civil liberties, I love my civil liberties. I, I I love having privacy. And guess what? I'm not a terrorist. I'm not doing terroristy things. When I'm texting, I'm not texting about bombs. When I'm talking to my girlfriend on the phone, we're not talking about bombs. So I'm not worried that the government's going to listen to my phone call. I'm not worried that somebody at the FBI... It's going to go, hey, let's go to a court and get a FISA warrant and listen to that phone call. (laughs) Listen, if they're too busy to bother with the guy in Florida, if they're too busy to do any investigations into Santiago, they're way too busy to do any investigations into Rob Zakari and his pregnant girlfriend. Okay? So everybody just needs to, like, calm down a bit when we start talking about surveillance and following people. Because in everybody's paranoia, there's still yet to be any credible person that goes, I'm just a school teacher. I'm just a school teacher. And I was under surveillance for over a year. And they were listening to my phone calls. And all of this was for no reason. Not one person. We, we haven't heard that. All we've heard is these bad dudes doing stuff. And nobody's bothered to put them under surveillance because people are worried about what? Well, we don't want to, you know, pursue that ever. Uh, Well, you know, because you might be Islamophobic. Okay. I mean, we could have, but, you know, the ACLU gets involved or word gets out to Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon, and before you know it, You're an Islamophobic, anti-homosexual zealot. Oh, got it. Got it. I mean, let me ask you guys this, okay? And again, I'm not advocating taking away all of our rights and so forth and so on. But during this time when the United States was 
under surveillance. Okay? And all these horrible things are going on. Was there ever one person that came out and talked about what was being done to them, which was unfair and unjust? I mean, seriously, is anybody here of any of this stuff going on? Like I said, school teachers, nuns, priests. Hell, maybe if they did a little surveillance on priests, there wouldn't have been so many (laughs) child effings going on. But it's another day and another story. You know, like I said uh, time and time again, the eight years with Obama, we've gone from a center-right to a far-left, like an extreme far-left. And I get it, because that's what happens, especially in the United States. But man, Everybody just needs to, like, step back, take, you know, take Trump and take Clinton and take all of this out of the conversation for a second. And just look at where we are and our policies on everything, just everything, rather it's dudes with boobs uh, to, you know, Boycotting, uh, you know, uh, a, a school for saying something about Halloween. Co- I mean, look how that pendulum has swung. I mean, look to the point where we don't surveil people. We, we don't put people under surveillance. We, we don't investigate because we're afraid of feelings, afraid of, uh, you know, how it's going to look, how... And that's dangerous, man. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to have an attitude of, well, we can't do A, B, or C. So these things are just going to happen. And we're just going to have to live with it. And that's scary. It's dangerous. And like I've said before, yeah, these things don't happen every day. And some of us who are, you know, in California or in Texas or wherever look at it and go, well, you know, it's, it's not me. So, hey, you know, I, I don't feel it. I don't want X, Y, Z to happen to me or whatever some, you know, left-wing crazy tells you is going to happen if this policy is implemented or or whatever. But if you're connected to that incident, it changes your perspective. And you got to take account of that. You got to feel that.
yourself in those shoes. You know how we're constantly told by liberals, you've got to have empathy. You've got you to be able to, to understand what these people are going through. You've you, you got to understand when you're talking about uh, transsexual bathrooms, you, you, you know, you're, you're fine. But the same goes for these types of incidences. You've got to put yourself in these shoes. Rather, it's this. Rather, it's the Pulse nightclub and terrorists and the red flags and the things like that. You got to put yourself in those shoes. You can't say, well, we can't do X, Y, Z because of something like this happening. We don't want to do this and lose this privilege or lose this right. These things are going to, you can't say that. You want people to put yourself in the shoes of some senator or some congressman who goes, oh, I'm pro-gay marriage now because my son just said he likes balls in his face. You have to put yourself in that same position for somebody who's sitting there at the carousel and gets shot in the head. Their wife gets shot in their head. Their kid gets shot in their head. And say, okay, what if that was me? If that was me, what would I do? What would I say? And somebody said, oh, yeah, the FBI uh, had talked to this person. Really? What happened? Well, they handed him over to the Alaskan uh, authorities. And then what happened? We don't know. Well, why didn't they follow up? Why didn't they watch the guy? Well, they can't do that. Why? Because he didn't commit a crime. Bro, he came in and said, hey, I'm, I'm nuts. ISIS. Pretty sketchy to me. Yeah, but come on. We did that for every crazy person? Okay, and? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you act crazy, guess what? You forfeit the right to have a normal life. How's that? All right? If you, if you, if you act like that, <laughs> there, there's an aspect of forfeiting some rights. That's all. Well, that's a totalitarian society, uh, whatever it is, okay, whatever it, fine. Just don't act crazy. How's that? Don't act crazy. <laughs> Why is that so hard? You know, it, it, it's, it, it's, again, like I said, I, we've come to this point in this country where you can't say, well, that's the reason, this is the reason for that. And, and I always bring up that video from like two years ago where the girl got pulled out of the chair in class and dragged on the floor and liberals went nuts. People, oh, they lost their minds. And it was like, yeah, but that girl refused to leave the class. That class, people were trying to be educated. That class was shut down. I don't care if black, white, uh, Hispanic, Chinese. I, I don't care. Wookie. Okay. 
I don't care. The girl was being disruptive. She would not leave the class. The school police officer grabbed her by her arm to pull her out of the desk. The desk flipped. He then dragged her because she was stuck in the desk because she was also a great big fat person. And immediately, people went, he shouldn't have done that. Okay, but what about what she did? Well, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter? Really? We're now in a country where there's no consequences for anyone's actions? It's like, yeah, but she shouldn't have been dragged out. Okay, if she was told to leave and this lasted for over 10 minutes, what should have been done? Well, she should have been told to leave more. Maybe her parents should have been called. Oh, my God. No. No. There has to be consequences for actions. Stop. Just stop. You walk into the FBI field office acting crazy, talking about ISIS. Guess what? There's going to be consequences for your actions. Okay? Your life is never going to be the same. Maybe in a couple years. Okay? Maybe in a couple years you've shown really good behavior. Maybe. For the time being, at least in two or three months, no, you're going to be watched. Okay? You're going to be watched. You're going to have eyes on you. Okay? You're going to have eyes on you. End of story. It's not the, the, the erosion of civil liberties. It's just consequences for your actions. That's what it is. Consequences for your actions. If you don't act crazy... Nobody's going to follow you. Nobody's going to investigate you. Nobody's going to watch you. That's it. End of story. And once again, the FBI failed us. It failed the country. Failed the country. End of story. Failed the country. It's Rob Zakari. It's a Rob Zakari show. We're going to take a quick, quick, quick one, two, three break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the liberal narrative because they got to spread the time with the Fort Lauderdale shooting. So it's killing them. But we're going to talk about uh, the narrative, which is Vladimir Putin ordered. He ordered an influence campaign. And that's according to the New York Times. Ordered an influence campaign to help Donald Trump win. So, we'll be back right after these quick words from Baked Alaska. 
I know. Did you guys like the... uh, If you're listening to us on Blog Talk, you can hear uh, Baked Alaska. That's Baked Alaska. And that was, I think it was We Love Our Cops. I think that was Baked... I think that was uh, We Love Our Cops. We love our cops in law enforcement. I got to get some new baked. I don't know if he's going to do any new songs. But if he does, we will play them here. Don't forget, guys, you can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen to us on Spreaker. Go to Spreaker. We have uh, our site uh, set up on Spreaker. It's the Rob Zakari Show. Go there. And you can download past shows and things of that nature. You can also 
Go to iTunes. We're on iTunes. Go there. Uh, You can also go to Facebook. And I know we've been talking about the whole Facebook Live thing. And we're going to do Facebook Live. I just don't. They're always talking about it. They're always like, we're going to do Facebook Live. We're going to put it up Facebook Live. We're going to have Facebook Live. And then it doesn't happen. I don't know why. But it doesn't happen. Maybe it will happen Monday. I don't know. But those are all the ways you could hear the show. So, And, of course, on Twitter. Uh, they put us up on Periscope. And I have people go, dude, you know Periscope is so you can interact with the fans. I'm like, well, it's, this is like a radio show. It's not necessarily a Twitter show. They put Twitter up because some people like the visual and people like to listen to it on their phone or their Twitter easier. I, it's just a convenience thing. I, I did. I had a couple people bust my balls about, oh, you, you got to interact. F off. Okay? Jesus Christ. I'm not going to... Stop. Leave me alone. Maybe I'll interact. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But that's not the whole point. It's a convenience thing. We want to be on as many platforms as we can. So if somebody goes, uh, if you were on Roku, or if you were on TuneIn, if you were on... So we're trying to get on all. If you were on SoundCloud, if you were on, that's it. So we're on Periscope because I've had people say, you got to get on Periscope because I'm always on Twitter and that's all I, okay, great. There, we're on. So, all right. Anyways, the big news today that shared the news of the uh, shooting at Fort Lauderdale is that the intelligence report, the, 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 the James Clapper report, officially came, well, it officially came out last night, okay? It officially came out last night, all right? It officially came out last, NBC had it, which in turn, the Washington Post had it, none of us had it, Trump didn't even have it. And this all isn't partisan. This all isn't part of the game. Okay. Something that's classified and something that's super secret somehow gets leaked to the media. So that came out today so we all could read it. And it didn't say much. Well, at least it didn't say anything that was a smoking gun in the sense that names, places, times. It read like Democrat talking points. I mean, that's really what, because everything that was in the paper was what we've heard from Paul Begala. All the Democrats Every day since Hillary Clinton lost. So rather it's fake news, Russians hacking. We heard all of this. We heard every single one of them. That's how they framed the Hillary Clinton loss. 
That's how they framed it. Well, the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. But yet, the two big chinks in their whole concept, their whole narrative, is, number one, it started in 2015. Donald Trump wasn't the nominee yet. Donald Trump wasn't even on the radar. Donald Trump was just a jerk-off that was a novelty act. And that the intelligence community and President Obama knew about this. And then factor in, not too long ago, Obama giving one of his awesome speeches in Cleveland or Michigan, where he talked about the election being rigged. And he was referencing when Trump talked about a rigged election. And Obama did his whole, yeah, he's just, he's just uh, whining. He's just crying. There's, there's no uh, rigging an election. There's no. Remember? So, Obama knew in 2015 that the Russians were hacking different groups, different political groups, whether it was the DNC or the Republican Party. Obama knew when they went to the G Summit over in China, and he told Putin, stop messing around. I know what you're doing. Knock it off. He knew then. And yet, two weeks before the election, he proudly stood on a podium and said, Donald Trump's a whiner. There's no fixing election. There's no, there, there, there's no rigged election. And all the other operatives, all the other operatives that were on TV were saying, Trump's just saying this to set up for when he loses. He can blame someone. He can blame someone. He can blame hacking. He can blame fixing. He can blame rigging. Every single person on CNN, every single person on MSNBC, Trump's just setting this up. And now all of a sudden, what do we hear? The election was hacked. The election was rigged. The election was fixed. Donald Trump would never have won if it wasn't for Vladimir Putin. How all of a sudden are we here? How all of a sudden is there... Rigging, 
Is there shenanigans? We were told by Obama, this doesn't happen. And it's just Trump being Trump, being a crybaby, being a whiner. Trump's being a baby. Now all of a sudden, Obama and the Democrats are talking about a fixed and rigged election. It's a fixed and rigged election. Ordered by Vladimir Putin. Starting in 2015. When Trump wasn't even on the radar. And this notion that the liberals love to talk about, which is 80,000 votes. That's all the votes that separate Hillary and Trump in three states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. 80,000 votes. That's all that separates that. And Nate Silver, Nate Silver has crunched the numbers because, of course, Nate Silver's, you know, a genius. I mean, he was wrong from the start of the primaries to the night of the election. But now all of a sudden, hey, Nate Silver's a genius. But Nate Silver, he crunched the numbers and he estimated that Vladimir Putin, along with fake news sites, influenced those 80,000 people. And if it wasn't for that, Hillary Clinton would be the president. Again, the liberals are fascinating with their logic. Because remember, remember when Obama would say... There's no rigging an election. There's no, that's just, uh, remember when they were talking that, when, when they were spewing that on the campaign trail, Hillary Clinton was supposed to win like 400 electoral votes to 80. I, I, however many the number is, I, I don't know what the exact count is, but Hillary Clinton was supposed to win a historic Amount of electoral votes. She was supposed to win historic numbers. Historic numbers. And now we're talking about eighty thousand votes. We're talking not now. Now it's come down. I mean, she was supposed to win historic electoral votes. It could be the the biggest landslide victory in history. The biggest landslide victory in history. Now we're talking about three states, 80,000 votes, and Vladimir Putin. 
And remember, we talked about these fake news sites and the numbers they reached. One of the sites has a Facebook page that has 150 likes. And these fake news sites influenced historic electoral win, Hillary Clinton, to a 80,000 vote loss. So sites that spread fake news that are not as popular as local college sites. Remember, you have local college sites like here in uh, Los Angeles. We, we, we not, I'm not even talking about UCLA or USC. Talking about, you know, uh, uh, Cal State Northridge. You have sites like that that have more traffic, according to Alexa rating, than these fake news sites. And that's the narrative. And I think part of this whole complex BS, I think this whole thing is in part to the fact that the media got not just punked, but they lost every ounce credibility that they ever had to the point where their bottom dollar has been eroded. Their money has been taken from them. And they're pissed. Pissed. They are beyond pissed. And this is revenge. This is revenge. They know that there's nothing they could do because Trump won. And in, I don't know, what, 13 days? I think it's 13 days. He's going to be president of the United States. And they know that. And they know that Trump destroyed them in this past year and a half. And if they could give him a little payback, just a smidgen of payback, then at least it will make them feel just a a smidgen. It's kind of like getting a garbage touchdown kind of like being down by 21 points, 24 points, and you try like hell to get a touchdown with a minute left. Maybe you beat the spread or whatever. It's the same thing. When the New York Times goes, Vladimir Putin ordered... An influence campaign helping Donald Trump win. Aimed at helping. I mean that that that's that's BS. It's BS. 
when CNN says, as they're breaking news, Russian goal to help Trump win election. I mean, if you go with the timeline and you go with the concept that Vladimir Putin and the Russians hacked Hillary. If you go with that concept and then you go with the timeline going back to 2015, the real headline should be anybody but Hillary. Uh, technically, if you, if you, if you got to go with all the information that's there, if you just go with what the news, uh, if you call it that, if you just go with that, the real headline should be the Russians said anybody but Hillary. Not this Donald Trump. They wanted Donald Trump. Because if they started in 2015, there was no Donald Trump. It was everybody and Hillary. So what they're doing by saying, oh, Putin wanted Trump. They've got a relationship. He must have something over Trump's head. See, look, look here, look there. That's a smear camp. That's fake news. Like I talked about earlier in the show when I was having a discussion with my liberal parents. And my mom's like, you get so defensive. I'm like, mom, I'm not getting defensive. I'm just, you're spewing liberal talking points. I get it. You're a liberal. I'm just giving you factual information that you're not going to get because you watch Don Lemon and Anderson Cooper. Well, why is Trump not believed the intel agency? I said, Mom, the guy's pushing back against the liberal hack machine trying to delegitimize his presidency and say Hillary would have won if it wasn't for Vladimir Putin loving you. If it wasn't for Vladimir Putin. I said, Ma, and I've said this before, it wasn't as if you had two choir boys running against each other. So it wasn't like Choir Boy 1 running against Choir Boy 2. And then all of a sudden, somebody pulled some dirt out on Choir Boy 1. And then everybody went, oh, we got to go with the Choir Boy 2 because Choir Boy 1 is not a Choir Boy after all. I go, the media did everything in their power to take Trump down. They did everything in their power. If, if you're talking about Vladimir Putin and the Russians, 
They they wanted Donald Trump. They want well. The media wanted Hillary Clinton. The media wanted Hillary Clinton. And if you're not listen, if you're going to tell me that from the Billy Bush tape to Anderson Cooper's question, that all wasn't planned. You're, you're going to honestly tell me that from the time the Billy Bush tape came out, NBC had. Like, when I mean had, of course they had, but they, they knew it. They had it. They were waiting to bring it out. I mean, throughout the primaries, Ted Cruz and that, that idiot Rick Wilson, whatever it was, they were basically saying it was there. How many times did we hear Ted Cruz go, the Democrats, they've got some real bad stuff, and they're going to pull it out if you all nominate Donald Trump. Mark my word. Ted Cruz knew it was known. So if you're going to tell me the media were not working with the Democrats, not just Hillary, but the Democrats, with Obama, with the Democrat Party, you're out of your mind. Billy Bush tape. Donald Trump saying it was just locker room talk. It's all it was, locker room talk. To the debate with Anderson Cooper, where Anderson Cooper specifically said, so this was the only time you've said anything like this. You've never kissed anybody unwanted. You've never done. That was the setup. Anderson Cooper was doing the setup because they all had those women that came out of the woodwork the next day. They all had them. You're going to tell me when Anderson Cooper was saying to Donald Trump on that debate, so you are going to tell me you never. You're going to tell me Anderson Cooper didn't know about the girls that were going to go on his show the next day and the day after and say Trump touched them without them wanting it? Bull. Bull. You're, you bull. And I told my mom that. I said, Mom, you're out of your effing mind. Yeah, but the they had that. Billy Bush opened his mouth at the Olympics. Uh, okay, he opened his mouth at the Olympics, but they they had it. They oh, yeah, but that made them go and dig for it. They've all had it. Okay, they all knew about it. Just like everybody knew about Trump, and in the seventies, his dad going through the whole, uh, you know, uh, uh, housing BS. They all knew about that. All of these things that Trump supposedly said on Apprentice, people knew about that. They all knew about it. So the media worked hand in hand with the Democrats to take down Trump. So I go back to my choir boy analogy. 
you didn't have two flawless candidates. And then all of a sudden, news came out about one candidate, and it was like, oh, wow, man, that just, yeah, that, uh, that, uh, that just blew the election for them. Talking about somebody that got pulverized by the media for a phrase, grab him by the pussy. So you're going to tell me? You're going to tell me that a Podesta hacked email that shows Donna Brazil from CNN, mind you, giving answers to the Clinton campaign being more damaging than Donald Trump going, grab him by the pussy, and then having 12 girls every day come out and say, he grabbed me by my ass, and then he kissed me, and then he grabbed me by my ass, and then he kissed me, and then he kissed me. Really? Really? That's what you're saying. That's, that's what you're saying. And if that's what you're saying, then you got a lot more things to be worried about with our country than Donald Trump. There's going to be a, 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 a anarchy of sex assaults and rape. Seriously, that, that's just going to happen. I mean, it's just insane. So, yeah, Trump is going to push back when somebody says the Russians did this for you to get you elected. And if it wasn't for this, Hillary Clinton would be president. That's BS. That is a Democrat and media propaganda, bash, spin, whatever you want to call it. That's what it is. Because the timeline doesn't add up to their scenario. And when you read that report, there is no there. I mean, one of the reports said, oh, uh, uh, one of the, uh, 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 you know, Intel people, one of the intel people got information that certain uh, Russian spies, or whatever the hell they're called, were celebrating. They were celebrating after Trump won. They were celebrating. And then you read a little bit more, and it's like, well, some of these things can't be verified. They can't be verified, but but high probability. I mean, this whole report, it, there, there's nothing that's like, on December 13th, Ivan Drago handed off information to Vladimir Putin. Here is the... It's basically, again, what we've been hearing from the Democrats 
since Hillary Clinton lost, and every pundit, every pollster, every media figure got their faces smeared in feces. And from that point, every single one of them, I mean, how many times have we heard these people dissect how Hillary could have lost? Remember, the first thing we heard was white supremacy, the alt-right, that little green frog, Pepe. That was the first thing. It was Pepe the frog, racism. That, that, that was first. And then it was fake news. Then it was Russian hacking. And mind you, again, at the end of the day, we're talking about emails and information that turned out to be true. Which brings me back to an example that we've talked about on this show countless times, which is you have a girlfriend, you have a boyfriend, however you want to put yourself in this scenario. For whatever reason, they take a shower or they leave for the day Or they go and take out the trash. And their phone is sitting there. And you, for, again, whatever reason, pick up their phone and go through their texts. And you see text after text of people talking about enjoying their lovemaking. How's that? that? Is that a... Is that a softer word? <laughs> Enjoying their lovemaking. Saying, ooh, I loved you last night. Loved it. And basically, you read all of this stuff and realize that your girlfriend or boyfriend has been cheating on you for months and months and months with 20, 30, 40, 50 different people. And when they walk back in the apartment or walk back in the house, you confront them. You're upset. You're angry. And they turn it on you and say, how dare you look at my phone? How dare you look at my taxes? That's wrong. It's my privacy. You violated my privacy. How dare you? You're an a-hole. I hate you. And you say, okay, okay, you're right. I'm bad. I'm evil. I'm horrible. I should never have done that. But if I didn't do that, I would never have found out that in the past three months, you've had sex with 375 different people. So, okay, it was bad that I invaded your privacy. But if I didn't, I would never have known that you have been cheating on me. You've been breaking our vows of marriage. I, whatever. And they just keep saying, 
Well, I doesn't matter. You violated my privacy. You violated my privacy. And somehow it gets twisted where it becomes your fault. Where now with your relatives and your cousins or you know your friends and whoever you're the bad guy for breaking up or getting a divorce because you invaded their privacy you went through their phone forget finding out that they just had sex with 350 people forget that you just found out that they got herpes, and now you got herpes, and they had chlamydia, and they had gonorrhea, and the times that you got gonorrhea and chlamydia, and you were told you must have got it from a toilet seat, really was that person giving it to you because they just got done having seven penises? Forget that. You're the bad guy because you went through their phone. And that's what this is like. It's like, forget the fact that the media was in bed with Hillary Clinton and the Democrats. Forget that. Forget that the DNC worked with Hillary Clinton to deny Bernie Sanders any type of momentum because they didn't deny him the nomination because at the end of the day, Bernie Sanders lost to Hillary Clinton by a million or two million votes. I mean, at the end of the day, more people wanted Hillary Clinton than Bernie Sanders, but they did deny him that momentum. They were working against him. Where if they were neutral, maybe, maybe Bernie could have pulled it out. You don't know. But regardless, the email showed that at the end of the day, Hillary Clinton made a deal with Barack Hussein Obama. And that deal was, come 2016, I'm running for president. We ain't going to have no primary. You just put the crown on me. I ain't going to go through what I went through with you, where it was supposed to be my turn, and all of a sudden, oh, here comes this young black guy talking about hope and change and push the old woman to the back of the bus. Mm -mm. So the emails, which were all true, Revealed all the stuff that a lot of people like me have said for years, but were called crazy, called nut jobs. So when you say the media is in the bag for the Democrats, ah, that's just some Alex Jones talking point. No, the meat, nah, the media is, the media is, they're. They're right in the middle. They're, they don't play that game. No, but they do. And the emails showed, rather it was, uh, you know, Gloria Borger or Glenn Thrust 
or Maggie Haberman at the New York Times. They work hand-in-hand with the Democrats. They go to little cocktail parties. They, 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 they hit each other up and tell them how great they are, how awesome they are, how, how much they're TV stars. So they were all exposed. So ultimately, rather it's Putin, rather it's the Chinese, rather it's a big fat guy in his basement, rather it's some alien from a galaxy far, far away. The information that was revealed was the truth. So what we're debating is that if the American people didn't get the truth, then they would have voted for Hillary Clinton. And again, you don't hear this type of narrative on TV. You don't get this type of narrative. So when I'm talking like this to my liberal friends or my mom, it's like, why are you being so confrontational? Well, it's not, but it's a narrative that you never hear. Because you just hear Russian hacking Vladimir Putin. And if you just put all, just even if you just go, fine, Vladimir Putin wanted Donald Trump, fine. Okay, fine. Well, what you're saying is then you want, that ultimately you should be the wife or the husband knows their wife is cheating on them or knows their husband is cheating on them. But as long as it's not flaunted in front of their face, as long as they don't see it, they're fine with it. But the minute they see it or the minute it's flaunted in front of their face, then it's over. So that's basically what you're saying. That That's what the liberals are saying that's what other non-liberals who just hate Trump are saying ultimately they should be the American people abused wives damn it they found information out that they shouldn't have found out and once they found that information out they decided to get a divorce And they should never have found that information out. Because if they never found that information out, the marriage still would be going on. And the kids would be happy. The family would be happy. And everything would be good. See how just warped and bizarre the whole narrative of Russian hacking and the whole fake news and Vladimir Putin and the Russians wanted Donald Trump to win. But when you get down to the nitty gritty, what they're saying is the information in those emails. So when Paul Begala goes, 
We're talking about 80,000 emails or 80,000 people in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. See, again, nobody pushes these people back. So my liberal parents and my liberal friends are sitting there in their house, and they're watching Paul Begala spew this propaganda. And Kelly McAfee or whatever Trump supporter they have on there who gets told you can push back, but you can't push back too much. Just sits there and goes, yeah, I get, you know, yeah, this is trouble. Nobody goes, wait a minute. So, Paul, let's go through this scenario. You're saying 80,000 people decided the election in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Those 80,000 people were the difference in the election. And those emails, emails, and those people seeing those emails is what changed their minds. And in turn, they voted for Trump. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so basically what you're saying is if those people never knew the truth, Because the one thing that came out of this report is that all those emails were true. They were all verified. They're not fake emails. So, Paul, what you're saying is the American people shouldn't have known the truth. And because they knew the truth, they then decided that Hillary Clinton should not be the president because by them knowing the truth, it made them realize that Hillary Clinton is dishonest, is shady, and what she has in store for the American people, for those 80,000 voters, is not good and is not going to make the country a better and safer place. And then you would have watched Paul Begala go, because oh, uh, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Why all of a sudden is my picture reversed? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. But that's what they're saying, guys. That's what they're saying. Because people were told the truth, they then made a decision... Not to vote for Hillary Clinton. And once people found out the truth, they voted for Trump. And if they would have never found out the truth, they would never have voted for Trump. Is that just the, just the craziest And I mean craziest stuff 
you've ever heard? Or is it just me? That's all I want to know. Is it just me? Might just be me. It's Rob Zakari. It's Rob Zakari Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Housewives of ISIS. Come on, you guys had to have seen it. It's it's pretty good. I mean, it's it's not just pretty good. It's real good. All right. Uh, it's the BBC. It's a it's a BBC. Um, I guess comedy sketch show. It's all, it's kind of like the BBC's version of Saturday Night Live. And it's really good. I mean, it's really good. And so it's called The Real Housewives of ISIS. And it's funny because i seen the article about it. Because, of course, you know, uh, you got your little um, social justice warriors uh, crying online. Which is funny because we're constantly told there's a difference between ISIS and 
Muslims and Islam. You know, we're we're constantly told one has nothing to do with the other, which is kind of funny when these same people then get outraged over the BBC. One of the Twitter people say, Real Housewives of ISIS will make hajibs feel more isolated and targeted by Islamophobes. Thanks, BBC, for adding to the negative stereotype. But you got to check it out. Go online, Google uh, the Real Housewives of ISIS. Good stuff. Funny, funny, uh, funny stuff. So, another kind of um, crybaby, I call it the, 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 the crybaby Democrats. And another example of this quote-unquote intel report and how people say, what? It's intel. You got it. It's all intel. It's nothing's partisan. Oh, BS. Our, the, the, the way our government is run now, it's all partisan. Okay? It's all partisan. All right? There, there's not an agency whatsoever uh, that is truly, and I mean truly, nonpartisan. There, there is not an agency that says, we're not Democrats, we're not Republicans, we're just Americans. It's not how it works. Okay? It's not how it works. I don't care how it worked 20 years ago. I don't care how it worked 30 years ago. I don't care how it worked 10 years ago. It's not how it works now. Okay? I mean, just look at Leon Panetta. Right? Leon Panetta, whether he ran the CIA or he was Bill Clinton's chief of staff, Leon Panetta is a Democrat, rank-and-file Democrat. So nothing he says is going to be positive for Republicans. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. A Republican could cure cancer with, with, with the touch of his finger. What is this touch? Okay, you're cured. And Leon Panetta would be like, nah, that, that was, Democrats gave that power to him. Well, why didn't the Democrat ever use his power? Because well, he was just waiting for somebody who was really worthy of getting their cancer cured. Oh, I got it. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, as it pertains to partisanship, and it pertains to 
the intel and ambassadors and so forth and so on. There was an outrage. And I mean outrage. From the left. Because. Trump told all the ambassadors. Hey guys. uh, Come election day. uh, You're all gone. It's done. It's over. Finished. It's over. Pack up wherever you are. You're you're done. Your your job's over. And the left is outraged. They're outraged because it's customary for ambassadors to be given X amount of time. As they would say, a grace period. Children can finish school. They can pack up their stuff. And the leftists say, it's unprecedented. Never been done before. And at the end of the day, A good portion of these ambassadors were nothing more than Obama donors. A report from the Center for Public Integrity counted 31 Obama campaign bundlers. adding a total of something like a half a million dollars in donations. You wonder why there is this consorted just just Every aspect of the government coming down on Trump. Because he's doing stuff that, A, wasn't supposed to happen. B, disrupts their way of life. And C, takes money and jobs from all of these people. So in turn, you're going to get what we get, which is, and I quote, Putin ordered, ordered an influence campaign aimed at helping Donald Trump win the election. Russia's goal to help Trump win election. So you have a lot of people disgruntled with Trump winning. A lot of people 
like ambassadors and people of that nature who are out of jobs. People in the intelligence community out of jobs. People like Clapper. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people that are pissed. But I just wanted to touch on the comedy that is all of these ambassadors being told, no, you're not going to stay on for another two or three months. It's over. Job's finished. Get moving. All right, it's Rob's Gary. It's Rob's Gary Show. Listen to me, guys. You've been great tonight. You're the best. You're awesome. We'll be back Monday, same time, same place. Um, Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Blog Talk. You can follow us on iTunes. You can follow us at all these places. So go there. You are the best. You rule. You rock. You are awesome. It's Rob's Gary. It's Rob's Gary Show. We'll see you guys Monday.